Hello and welcome to Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Wiesner. In the last episode, I was talking about detoxification, which is happening in the human body 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. However, these natural detoxing processes are really not enough to handle the toxic overload that we are all exposed to on a daily basis. Given the right circumstances and conditions, the human body is able to overcome and heal most issues. Unfortunately, our current medical system, agricultural and chemical industries are working against those best interests. I want to live long, feel the best that I can, avoid disease so that I can be physically active, mentally aware for all the time that I will spend here on our lovely planet Earth. In the last episode, I mentioned a variety of foods that could be of use to help your body detoxify on a daily basis. I'm going to add to that list of foods today. The first one I'm going to add to the list is asparagus. It's a good source of prebiotic fiber and keeps toxins and waste products moving through the digestive tract. It's also rich in glutathione, which is a very powerful antioxidant that the body can produce, but it's also especially important to consume glutathione where possible. Asparagus also contains quercetin and vitamin C, two more powerful antioxidants. Avocados are something that you could also add to your diet. They contain about 14 grams of fiber in each fruit, which helps to promote a healthy gut and a healthy microbiome. It also contains a high amount of monosaturated fat, which many health authorities believe is the healthiest type of fat to consume. And they also contain a fair amount of glutathione. The next food for your consideration is an apple. There are numerous varieties to choose from, and their best claim to fame is that they contain both soluble and insoluble fiber which the human body and the digestive tract need to move wastes and toxins through the body. The soluble fiber is called pectin, and when combined with the water, forms a gel-like material, which helps to sweep waste out of the digestive tract. Beets are a very nutritious vegetable, which can help cleanse the blood, the liver, and improve circulation. While there are a variety of colors of beets, the most prominent color is a dark, deep red. They also have high antioxidant properties that help your body to reduce free radical damage. Besides these pigments, beetroot also contains nitrates, which may help dilate blood vessels to improve circulation. Many people don't like the flavor of beets because it's very earthy. And I will say it was an acquired taste for me. I prefer to add a few a few slices of beet to my smoothies. Basil is an herb that does more than flavor pasta sauce and pizza. It possesses antioxidant and anti-inflammatory abilities and properties. Basil is one of those herbs that I like in small amounts. Otherwise, I find the flavor distasteful. Basil has been found to aid in digestion, 
and inhibit the effects of some pathogenic bacteria. Now, now there is another form of basil called holy basil, or telsi, which also has many potent antioxidant capabilities. And studies have shown it to be helpful in protecting the human body against industrial pollutants and a variety of heavy metals. I've spoken about cinnamon in past episodes, but its antioxidant components and properties are very high. Studies have shown that regular consumption of cinnamon can help raise glutathione, that powerful antioxidant that has been mentioned before. For it to be effective, a daily dose from one half to two teaspoons per day is suggested or recommended in the literature that I have seen. Cinnamon is also known for its antibacterial properties. I will make a cinnamon tea on a routine or regular basis, as well as adding it to both hot and cold cider. Another spice for your consideration is ginger, and I absolutely love ginger, which is related or closely related to turmeric. It's highly beneficial for stimulating digestion and getting the digestive tract moving, but it's also rich in other antioxidants and anti-inflammatory abilities. I will use freshly grated ginger to make a tea or to add to a variety of dishes that I consume. One of the drinks I'm consuming right now, one carrot, one Roma tomato, and a two-inch slice of ginger blended together with about six to eight ounces of water. I find it to be a very refreshing and stimulating drink. Now, I don't remove the fiber because I find the fiber to be beneficial, and I don't find the texture unpleasant. Artichoke hearts are high in fiber, vitamin C, magnesium, potassium, calcium, and zinc, and contain inulin, which is a very important prebiotic fiber that promotes gut health and regular bowel movement. The artichoke leaves are usually discarded, but are rich in bitter substances that stimulate bile production in the liver along with digestion. Have you ever eaten dandelion leaves? I have, and they're not half bad. The larger the leaves become, the more bitter I found them to be. If you're going to harvest them from your yard, make sure that there's no pesticides or herbicides that have been used before harvesting. I will add a few leaves to my salads or cut up a few and put them on my pizza, which no one ever knows they're there. Dandelion leaves contain chlorophyll, which helps with whole body detoxification. And they also have a diuretic ability, which helps to flush out toxins through the kidneys. The dandelion root has been found to stimulate the production of bile and protect the liver from oxidative stress. It also contains inulin, which is a very helpful prebiotic fiber that your microbiome can easily use. Chia seeds are also useful in helping the body detoxify. They're rich in magnesium and high in fiber. In this case, it's insoluble fiber. Water and chia form a gel-like substance, which aids digestion by speeding up transit time for waste products in your gut and colon more quickly. I mentioned turmeric when I talked about ginger. This bright orange spice has become very famous for its powerful anti-inflammatory power. The color of turmeric comes from curcumin and has been found to be protective of the liver 
as well as reduce oxidative stress within the liver. The main issue for turmeric is that it's not highly bioavailable, and that's why using it for cooking can be very beneficial. With combined with oil and other spices, its abilities are enhanced. The last food for consideration today is watercress, which is a green leafy vegetable related to kale and even radishes. I remember reading about watercress several years back for its anti-cancer abilities in smokers. It was able to inhibit the activation of carcinogens from tobacco and help remove benzene from smokers' body in one of the studies. It also promotes detoxification by stimulating glutathione production. You now have a list of foods that can aid your body with the detoxification process. Think about adding one of these foods or spices to your diet every day, or even combine them into a salad or a stir fry or whatever your imagination can come up with. Every culture possesses great wisdom in some form. His Holiness the Dalai Lama recites a poem written by Shantideva, a Buddhist monk who lived around 700 AD. He recites the prayer as part of his morning walking rituals, and it goes as follows. May I be a guard for those who need protection, a guide for those on the path, a boat, a raft, a bridge for those who wish to cross the flood. May I be a lamp in the darkness, a resting place for the weary, a healing medicine for all who are sick, a vase of plenty, a tree of miracles, and for the boundless multitudes of living beings, may I bring sustenance and awakening, enduring like the earth and the sky, until all beings are freed from sorrow and are awakened. Now, how did you feel when you heard those words? Take a deep breath. Be still for just a moment and reflect on the altruistic sentiment and feeling of this prayer. I think the prayer is beautiful, and I hope you do too. Think about adding it to your morning routine. Have you heard of the first law of holes? It goes back to a story published in the Washington Post in 1911. This saying reads, Nor would a wise man, seeing that he was in a hole, go to work and blindly dig it deeper. So the first law of holes is, if you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Now you have to recognize that you're in a hole. Remember, if you don't take heed of where you are, you may continue digging deeper. And if you find yourself in a hole, it can be overwhelming. So the first thing is to admit that there's a problem and to be honest with what you're struggling about. Now, the first law of holes can apply to finances, businesses, to almost any facet of life on earth. I had this issue with debt, with finances, as a result of the collapse in 2008. I had to admit there was a problem and then take action to resolve it. But first, you have to stop digging. The second law of holes is about looking at the problem, staring it in the face, and figuring out a way to escape the hole. It's about preparing yourself to take action. Progress is a journey, and that journey isn't linear. You may have setbacks. You may feel like you're back at square one at some point. The third law of holes says, 
a hole not filled in will cause more issues in the future. Now that you've climbed out of the hole, you must work your plan so that you don't run the risk of falling back into it. For me, that meant developing and having a strict budget, cutting costs, which can also apply to almost any business situation. I know as I was climbing my way out of my financial hole, something might happen where you'll slip backwards. Something goes wrong with the car. An appliance breaks down. But continue forward on the path of your plan. But continue working the plan and moving forward to get out of the hole and to fill it in. The fourth law of holes is a problem shared isn't always a problem halved. Human beings are incredibly social creatures. And some people believe in misery loves company. I'm not one of those who believes that, by the way. So the fourth law really basically is about not jumping into another person's hole. Set healthy boundaries. Because if you don't, you may find yourself digging right alongside of them. Now understand, it's not bad to help someone who is struggling. But you want to be out of your own hole before you do so. You can't give what you don't have or you can't pour from an empty jug. And the fifth law of holes says put logic above your ego. Your ego and pride are powerful. They may not want to admit that they're in a hole or how deep the hole is. At some point in life, we all need help and be open to solutions from wherever they come from. So the law of holes says if you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Recognize you're in a hole. The second law of holes is recognizing the problem and setting about figuring out ways to get out of the hole. The third law of holes is about filling in that hole so you don't fall back into it. The fourth law of holes is not to jump into somebody else's hole before you're out of your own. And the fifth law of holes is put logic above your ego. Don't allow negative thoughts and feelings to interfere. Where do your beliefs come from? What are beliefs? Beliefs are a collection of thoughts that are often shared by those around us. Our parents, family, friends, neighbors, co-workers. The beliefs you have about anything in your life are created over time by the way you think. Your beliefs have been formed by a constant trickle of thoughts from your surroundings. Now these thoughts can contain positive, negative, or indifferent impressions on a variety of subjects. You have beliefs on love, sex, marriage, children, family, politics, religion, work, on war. These thoughts gather into collections and become beliefs. Now some beliefs are quite large and are basically indestructible, like they're set in stone. Other beliefs are not as well established and can be broken and dismantled. If your beliefs are shaped by positive streams of thought, you'll be left with, with positive beliefs where you can overcome, achieve, and succeed in spite of the many obstacles or setbacks in your path. If your beliefs are built on a stream of negative thoughts, you can build beliefs that are crippling and doom you into a trap of your own design. So beliefs are thoughts you keep thinking over and over and over again. Now many of your 
thoughts, and beliefs were acquired in childhood, and you were influenced by your parents, your family, friends, teachers, religious leaders, but as you grow older, you have the opportunity to change your thoughts and your beliefs. And as we all know, changing something can be a difficult process. So if your brain and your mind are being bombarded by negative, toxic thoughts on a consistent basis, then unhealthy belief systems are being created or have been created. Thoughts and beliefs write the story of your life. You can change the story. Let's remember Einstein's principle. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed, just modified. And there are a variety of tools available to help you modify your thoughts, which will help transform your beliefs, affirmations, meditation, inspirational readings, visualization, and of course, limiting access to toxic negative thoughts from TV, news, and maybe certain individuals in your life. Life comes with risk. A risk-free and a still happy life is a myth. It doesn't exist, but people persist with this false idea, probably to make the best possible world for children. But that does a disservice to children. In grade school, competitive games are basically banned now. No more musical chairs. No more pin the tail on the donkey. Everyone has to be a winner. No strikeouts are allowed. And then there are those things called participation trophies. And while I'm a big advocate for each seed of humanity being equal and having value, and no one is better or worse than anyone else, life has risks. You're not going to develop your talents and grow into a better human being, constantly being protected from failure. The truth is that the real world can't be made safe from everything. To live means you have to accept some some degree of danger. To experience discomfort or difficulty as a child is not the worst thing to happen. No work or sacrifice, collaboration, cooperation will lead to a failure of gigantic proportion. When something doesn't go as hoped, when plans don't turn out, when you get beaten up by the circumstances and events surrounding you, you learn to adapt to the new realities and understand that that's just part of life. So life without any form of failure will probably also be a life without adventure or noteworthy experiences or triumphs, great physical or emotional performance of some kind. But then that becomes a life without meaning. In past episodes, I've talked about toxins and chemicals that we're exposed to on a, on a continuing basis. Inside your home right now, there are a number of things that can be harmful to your health. You look around and you go, everything looks harmless, ordinary. Here's the problem with chemicals and toxins. You can't see them. Some you might be able to smell. Common everyday household products are made with a variety of chemicals that can disrupt your endocrine system or are carcinogenic. And you may be going, huh? What? These chemicals and toxins have been approved by the FDA in some cases, the EPA, because in small amounts, these chemicals 
are supposedly not harmful. Another big issue with these chemicals and toxins is that they're tested by themselves and not in combinations with others, which is really kind of stupid. But the FDA and the EPA give preference to industry, not your health. If you remember back in chemistry where you took one or more chemicals and you combined them, guess what can happen? You can create other chemicals. As I said, the manufacturers aren't required to tell you what's in their products, particularly their chemical and health products. Many of these chemicals have been banned in the EU and other countries around the world. There are three categories of chemicals or toxins in household products that you want to be aware of. Carcinogen is defined as a substance that can cause cancer. And rather than erring on the side of safety, industries are allowed to continue using these chemicals to make products from babies to the elderly and everyone in between. They're allowed to use in low doses and are not required to test different combinations of those chemicals. Endocrine disruptors are a set of chemicals that interfere with your hormones. They can mimic hormones, interfere with normal hormone production, and possibly wreck your health because they can affect everything from metabolism to reproduction or thyroid function. The last category is VOCs, which stands for volatile organic compounds. They admit a vapor, which means you could be breathing in to your body every time you open the container. They can cause both short-term and long-term problems, particularly for the respiratory system. It shouldn't surprise you that all these chemicals and toxins can be found about anywhere in your home. Most people wear clothes at some point during the day, and each piece of clothing has the potential to be loaded with chemicals and toxins from a variety of sources. There are brands out there that are eco-friendly. They tend to cost a little bit more, if not substantially more. But there are a number of chemicals and toxins that are used to make your clothes. Most of the cotton is genetically modified, which is another way of saying that, that they've sprayed glycosate over the crop. Many chemical, many detergents are loaded with a variety of chemicals but you don't know what they are because they're not on the label, which means you can't go look them up and see what the problems are. And one of the worst offenders in the laundry section are fabric softeners. Quaternary ammonia compounds make your clothes feel soft, but could trigger asthma and harm your reproductive system. And avoid dry cleaning your clothes at all costs. The chemical used here, PCE, which stands for perichlorine ethylene, remains as a residue on your clothes and is likely not good for your health and is considered carcinogenic to humans. I personally don't use fabric softener or dryer sheets. I use the wool dryer balls. They last forever and do a really good job. I've talked about cell phones in the past, so I'm not going to spend a great deal of time on it. The radio frequency radiation has been found to be problematic in animal studies. And then there's the blue light that cell phones and other electronics give off. The blue light, the blue wavelengths, in of themselves are not really a big problem, aren't necessarily harmful in the general sense. It's your exposure to them at night that is problematic. The blue light 
can disrupt your circadian rhythm and you can get out of sync with your environment, which is another way of saying it will that it may possibly disrupt your sleep. And that can lead to other problems like a weaker immune system, brain fog, and chronic inflammation. Your Wi-Fi and computer are also a source of these radio frequency radiations or EMFs. You can hardwire your computer and your printer to bring down that risk. But there is another potential hazard with computer equipment. This hazard comes in the form of flame retardant chemicals known as bromated bromated flame retardants or BFRs. So you want to be careful when you're dusting and or cleaning around your computer equipment. A damp wet cloth of some sort will eliminate the dust from the air as you clean. I try and keep windows open in my house as often as possible, even in winter, and that's just to get good airflow through the house so things don't settle in here. I like ionizers, electronic ionizers, and salt ionizers. I don't have any information on air filtration systems that are available if they remove these types of chemicals from the home. Another place where you're exposed to chemicals and toxins is in the bathroom. And one item you may not have thought of or thought much about is your shower curtain. The main problem is that these plastic-containing vinyl shower curtains are made from polyvinyl chloride, which contains chemicals like phthalates and volatile organic compounds. It's been a while since I've bought a shower liner, but I could always smell the chemicals when I would open up the package. I would hang the shower curtain outside for several hours and allow it to air out and for the volatile organic compounds to dissipate. Studies have shown that these chemicals are likely to be constantly admitted into the air because they're not chemically bound to the polyvinyl chloride. Phthalates are another problematic chemical as they're linked to endocrine disruption, asthma, allergies, and possible reproductive harm. So replace your vinyl shower curtain with ones not made out of vinyl and look for them that say that they are PVC free if possible. Over the next few weeks, I'll talk about other products that are in your home that contain these chemicals and toxins and allow you the opportunity to make changes as needed. I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Wiesner, hoping that you have a wonderful week and that you'll come back again next week for another episode of Infinite Possibilities Abound.